Mic check. This is the Isaiah Kid Podcast. Welcome back. I'm back. Um, football preseason football has started. I've been watching it all throughout the afternoon and evening. Uh, watched the Redskins and Browns uh, game. I saw Daniel Jones and the Giants debut. Um, currently looking at uh, the G- Kyler Murray kid in Arizona and his debut. He looks pretty good. He went six for six in his first drive with about 45 yards. Um, sorry I haven't been podding this week, but um, we're going to start off with a serious topic. This is going to be a good pod. This is going to be a good pod. Um, but we're going to start off with a serious topic. Um, a topic that needs to be discussed. Um, a topic that that has a lot of implications behind it. Um, and it's just a weird topic. And it's unfortunate. So, and it's, it's, it's the NCAA rule. The new rule that they have came up with all for all agents. Um... And basically, the NCAA put out a rule that states about three to four requirements that an agent must have. Um, this move is a racial. This is a this is a racist move by the NCAA. Um, the NCAA has been known for its corrupt uh, activity and trafficking that they have been involved in and the NCAA I can you some some could probably sit and argue that the NCAA its its existence is arguable is questionable as far as its existence it's it's definitely it's a flagrant move by the NCAA um and it doesn't surprise me first with their wording um with adjust, with mentioning this rule change and with the agents um athlete client client athlete this is about schooling this i thought these guy i think the, i thought these kids were student athletes and this right here this is going to be really important for the black community to listen right here because this rule is clearly cuz i had i had when this rule was first was fir- first came out and NCAA first put this rule out I immediately looked at this rule, and I looked at it, and I posted it, and a couple of you guys did ask me. So, because I, I just listed the requirements with the what the NCAA was looking for, but a couple of you guys asked me, so what does this mean? What does that mean? What does the requirements, like, who do they, this move was a move that, this move was towards Rich Paul. If you don't know who Rich Paul is, Rich Paul is a long time is LeBron James' longtime agent. He is um, he runs Clutch Sports. Rich Paul is very known around NBA circle. He's very known around basketball circles. Period. NBA, NCAA, AAU circuit. He's very he's well known. He's probably the most well known agent in in the business. A casual basketball, a casual basketball fan on or just fan of basketball, probably know who Rich Paul is. Rich Paul is a very famous agent, and this move, this this rule change, this sudden rule change from the MCAA, this flagrant rule change, this move, this rule, this rule change 
that it doesn't benefit the kids. It don't help the kids. It just, it just helps the NCAA. And it's a racist move. It is a racist move. Rich Paul, he does he doesn't have a he doesn't have a BA bachelor's degree. He doesn't he he doesn't have the the, the qualifications, of course, that the NCAA has put out. But you're not going to sit here and tell me that Rich Paul doesn't do do not have or don't have the experience or as good of experience as any other agent that's out here. Um, so. This is clearly a business. This this is the business move from NCAA. Every, the NCAA wants to make money. They just want to make their penny. I, I this is blatant disrespect. Blatant disrespect. I'm looking at, and I had this conversation, and I was looking at, you know, this goes this this kind of this kind of this rule, and this associates, and this goes back with should players get paid? Should college basketball and college or college football get, players get paid? Because if you're a coach, look, take it for Duke or Alabama. Alabama in college football, look at Alabama football probably bring in so much money into not just the school at the University of Alabama, not just the school, but probably for that entire, for that entire state. University of Alabama probably brings in probably bring in so much money for that entire state, it don't even make no sense. Say if you know, let's bring up Zion and R.J. Barrett, right? Two college basketball superstars that just got drafted. We all know them. Undergrad, let's just say undergrad at Duke probably cost you okay. We're gonna do. From fifty grand to sixty five grand a year. Undergrad at Duke costs you about fifty, sixty five grand a year. Undergrad. Un- just undergrad at Duke. You telling me that uh, you telling me that Zion Williamson didn't make or didn't generate or bring in sixty five thousand dollars to Duke this year? You don't think he did that? You don't think he did that? How much were the ticket weren't weren't tickets at the Duke and North Carolina game going for like ten thousand dollars? This is clearly a racist move, and it's just a sign where you have a young black guy, a young black male, and Rich Paul, who has taken over the NBA, college basketball. He's taken over basketball as far as this agent thing. As far as this agent and business-wise, and making business moves and mogul moves, Rich Paul has taken over this thing. Rich Paul has taken over this thing. So, I, I, it's just disgusting. It's a misguided. It's a misguided. It's like a misguided attempt to protect players. It, 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 this is clearly a business move. This is clearly a business move. Rich Paul came out. Rich Paul has always been outspoken upon the NCAA. They've always been outspoken. Rich Paul came out about the NCAA and said, we're talking about a system. This is Rich Paul words. We're talking about a system that's broken, that's been broken for a long time. And these kids and their families need options. For me, for me, I come, I come from, from the agents, the, the athlete side, the, the athlete's perspective. 
where I'm always trying to find innovative ways to do what's best for the athlete. Rich Paul has no harm. He has no he and plus the 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 trafficking that is mentioned within these NCAA rules, um, Rich Paul doesn't participate in. Rich Paul does. Do, Rich Paul do not participate in these trafficking moves. Um. So as you can see, this is Rich Paul does what's best for the athletes. NCAA do do he, they do what's best for the NCAA. They don't necessarily do what's best for the athletes. So this is a very serious topic. And this goes back to paying college athletes or paying college basketball players or college football players. Another thing, this rule doesn't exist for all collegiate sports or all NCAA sports. This rule, this rule only implies or it only, it's only built around for basketball. Why is that? Hmm. Why is that? NCAA come up with a rule for agents only for basketball. What race what race majority plays basketball? Hmm, let me think. Um the black community. Name the last name the last all number one picks in basketball. Derrick Rose, black. LeBron James, black. Zion Williamson, black. Most of the NBA's draft, most of the NBA draft picks, players are black. Why is this rule only, this rule is only for bas- college basketball, for college basketball athletes? Hmm, why is that? Interesting. This is the, this is a disgusting move. This is just another tactic, another systematic way where the NCAA is basically controlling, controlling the player athlete. Controlling. I'm looking. It's it's disgusting. It's crazy. It's crazy. I'm looking. Um, the 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 the, the moves. And I'm looking at all of the violations that players have been faced with due to taking funds because these college basketball players, these college football players, these collegiate athletes don't have the don't have or don't see none of this money that's being generated off of them. We got college coaches that make millions of dollars. We got athletic directors that make millions of dollars. We got the the the, the college basketball analysts that get paid the talk and commentate about these players. They make a lot of money. NCAA, they make a lot of money. They generate all this money. The players don't see none of it. The players don't see don't see none of this money. Absolutely ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. This is this is exploited labor in 2019 this is exploited labor this is exploited labor in 2019 right here generate millions of dollars on a yearly basis probably billions of dollars on a yearly basis where these players bring in so much money if i'm a college basketball coach if i'm colin parry if i'm nick saban if i'm coach cam like especially if i'm nick saban or colin parry i'm like 
I bring in these guys, I bring in these talented players, they generate all this buzz and the money and attention and all this revenue. We go we we play in bowl games, we're on television, everybody's talking about us, we win championships. And the players don't see none of this money. The players don't see none of this money. You spend all this money on these facilities and the top-notch facilities and doing this, doing that. You got all you got everybody, everybody within the NCAA, within within collegiate sports, is saying a dollar. But the people that's everybody's seeing the money, everybody's seeing dollars go their way. They're seeing revenue being generated. But the only people, the only people that's not seeing this money are the actual laborers, the the actual ha- athletes, the actual student athletes that's putting their bodies on the line on a daily basis. And this move, and with LeBron James coming out, that was big. That was huge because we have a lot of people that love college football Saturdays. We got a lot of people that love that college football playoffs and college football bowl games. A lot of people love it. March Madness, everybody loves it. This is a bold statement by LeBron James coming out and defending his agent, his longtime friend, Rich Paul. Because this is clearly a shot at Rich Paul. Um, Quote from the article, Rich Paul was basically, I can't find my phone. (laughs) Rich Paul was basically deemed as a threat to... A lot of agent uh, to a lot of corporate agencies. He was deemed a threat. He was deemed a threat, and it's all good when everybody else is making their money. Every other race is making their money, but as soon as a black guy get, as soon as a black guy, as soon as a, it, ha- it has to be a colored man, it has to be a black guy that gets that get over the top. Now, you see, you see all. Do you see all the powerful move that Rich Paul makes? Draymond just got paid. Draymond's under clutch sports. John Wall gets paid. Anthony Davis finds his way out of New Orleans. LeBron James. They have created LeBron James and Rich Paul. Rich Paul and LeBron James, clutch sports, have created an empire in the NBA. And it's a, that's why I say LeBron, he made the league mobile. Before LeBron, even though, yeah, Players were joining each other, and the Celtics did. LeBron took it to the next level, and since then, players have so much freedom, so much say-so. It's crazy. They, the, Rich Paul and LeBron James have built an empire, and with these rules and these restrictions, I wouldn't even call them rules. These are restrictions. These are restrictions for... Agents that are certified but don't have the degree, and that's fine. Don't have the degree, that's fine. These are restrictions. These are not rules. These are not regulations. These are restrictions. Restricting the next Rich Paul, the next up-and-coming Rich Paul to be the next Rich Paul. These are restrictions. This is, that, that, this is absolutely ridiculous. That it has it, it that the NCAA had to scoop this low. It's crazy that they had to scoop this low. It's crazy that they had to scoop this low to to, to prove a point. 
what, what, what was this for? What was this for? Like, look at the guy. Look at the guy who created parity in the NBA this offseason. Kawhi Leonard. Guess who Kawhi Leonard's agent is? Kawhi Leonard's agent is his uncle. His uncle got him out of San Antonio. His uncle got him out of San Antonio, negotiated the deal, got him to Toronto, won the championship. Kawhi Leonard stays quiet throughout the offseason. One of the best offseason off seasons in history. In in league history. Leaves Toronto. Go for the Clippers. He everybody thinks the Lakers in Toronto. Everybody thinks the, he's going to the Lakers. He comes out of nowhere. He blinds us. He tricks us. He goes to the Clippers and and he brings PG with him. That was done. That was done because of Kawhi Leonard's uncle. Kawhi Leonard's uncle has done a good job. He doesn't have none of these restrictions, these qualifications that the NCAA requires. But it's fine. It's okay. But this is just a clear, blunt message with it still going on in 2019. Stay woke, y'all. Stay woke. This is a serious topic. Um, the rest of the podcast is not going to be this serious. Um, I got some. We got some preseason football. We get, we're going to talk some Nick Saban. Um, so this is going to be good. So college football. Let's talk about college football. Um, and I find this a little funny. I like Nick Saban. Nick Saban, great coach. Um, probably one of the best. I mean, you can make an argument that he's the greatest college football coach of all time greatest collegiate coach of all time if you wanted to um we could have that argument all day um but you know how alabama they lose you know you know they come out and say oh we you know we were we were tired we we played a tough sec schedule and by the time we just played clemson we just we just didn't have enough in the tank you know how you know how Alabama makes that excuse every time they lose or come up with an excuse every time they lose and they say, Oh, we did this, we did that, we had that going on. You know, nobody else really comes up with these excuses when they lose. Alabama, they come up with a lot of excuses when they lose. Um and they rarely lose. But to Clemson, I don't know what it ha- I don't know what what it is with Clemson. Clemson seemed like they have their number, but it, you know. So Dabo Sweeney was asked about it. He was like, "Uh, oh, no, um, we don't think they were tired. They had they 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 were beating teams by they were beating teams by an average of thirty three points. <laughs> they were beating the, they were beating their SEC opponents by on an average of thirty three points. <laughs> so Dabo Sweeney was like, "No, they weren't tired. We just beat them. We just got the best of them that day, and they did. They did." Clemson was the better team that night. Clemson was the better team this year. Clemson was the better team this year, and Clemson has beaten Alabama two out of the last three years. They've beaten Alabama. It's just true. So, 
I just, and I've always been like an SEC guy, and I've always been supportive of the SEC. But in the SEC, it's probably, it's probably still the best conference in college football. But I think we overstate how really difficult the SEC, the SEC is, actually. I look at Florida. I look at Florida. Florida and all their, off, they usually have off-the-field issues, culture issues, and coaching issues. And they haven't been able to find a quarterback or a consistent quarterback that can deliver the ball down the field and stretch the field. Florida's always been having these, they've been having these issues just since just about since Urban Meyer left. Florida's been having issues off the field, quarterback wise, culture wise, coaching. Florida's has been dysfunctional, but they still have some talented rosters. They're still somewhat decent, but Florida's been. They've been they've been dysfunctional. Uh, Tennessee bad coaching, cultures just off. Uh, Mississippi State, Mississippi Old Miss, Mississippi State, Texas and them. They tell me that once again they're telling me how good Texas and them going to be. And I like Jimbo Fisher and them. I like Jimbo Fisher and what he has. The new seventy five million dollar facility. I like it. It's cool. But they tell me Texas and them is going to be good. They tell me Texas and them is going to be good. Every year, and they're telling me again this year, oh, watch out for Texas A&M. Texas A&M is going to make a, a serious run this year. Okay, I see it when I believe it. I see it when I believe it. I look at South Carolina and LSU. Oh, my God, LSU. They've been having quarterback issues. They, they've, been, they've been talented defensively. They have, they've had some good backs in the past, but they've been having quarterback issues for the longest they're like Alabama's little brother. They they just can't find a way to beat Alabama, and Georgia. Georgia, I mean, the Georgia is probably the second best. They, they are the second best team in, in in the SEC. Georgia, they give Alabama. A, 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 they almost be Alabama. They always almost be Alabama. And when Bama tries to give that excuse about how uh you know we we the SEC is tough and no. No, no, no. The SEC is it, it's a it's definitely a challenging conference, but the way how Alabama was running through teams last year, and they not just last year, they run through teams. They've been running through the SEC through. They've been running through the SEC for a long time now, and ever since Saban, I think it was '07. I think ever since Saban was lost like three games in one year. I mean, he lost like three. Had three L's in one year. Saban, he stopped. He stopped booking. He said, "We're not going to play no out of conference games on the road." He 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 books those eight SEC conference games, and then he put he picks three cupcakes. We Nick Saban's been manipulating the schedule for years now. He's been manipulating the schedule for years now. He picks those little three cupcakes. They're all at home, and then he has his eight conference games that he plays. Alabama. That's how they. That's how most of the time they go into the conference championship, conference championship weekend, eleven and zero. And they, their real tests don't really come until they have to play Georgia or LSU. Might LSU like last year? LSU gave Alabama a run for their money for the, for a little bit. But most not most years, it's Georgia. They they the first test that Alabama has to really go through is Georgia. But I look at Ohio State and Oklahoma, and I look at Washington and Oregon. They look. I look at all these other teams. Michigan. They go out. They go out of conference. 
They play they play top twenty five teams. They they play some good teams. They play good teams. Jo- Oklahoma goes to Ohio State, and and Ohio State goes down to Oklahoma. Wisconsin they play a tough out of out of schedule out of conference schedule. The, the, these other teams they play tough out of conference games. Alabama doesn't. They they they, they pick their three cupcakes that they know they're gonna win. And they're usually at home. And then they have their eight conference games. And then they have to even play Georgia, somebody like that, in the conference championship. It's kind of – Nick, Nick and Nick, Nick's Nick been doing this. I like Nick Saban. I, I think he's great. But Nick Saban's been doing this for a long time. Manipulating the schedule, picking these three cupcakes, and having those eight conference games. He's been doing that for a very long time. Um, you know, I think Clemson, Clemson, if I had to pick a championship team, who would win, who's going to win the conference football playoff, I would pick Clemson. I think we'll have another Clemson and Alabama championship matchup. I think we're going to have one again. Um, it's going to be interesting to see because if Clemson, if Clemson win again this year, you know, I'm not. They're not gonna fire Saban. No, they they could never fire Saban. Or you know, we're not gonna. I'm, Alabama's still gonna be great. But if Clemson if Clemson beats Alabama this year again, it's going. It's going we're gonna have some real conversations. We're gonna have some real interesting and funny conversations if Clemson beats Alabama again. <laughs> I like I I love and I love both of these coaches. I love I like Dabo Sweeney. I like Nick Saban. <laughs> Dabo Sweeney's old Southern Southern boy who coaches his tail off. He does a good job at coaching. Um, Cle- he's he's made he's turned Clemson into a powerhouse. He's turned Clemson into a powerhouse. He's turned Clemson into a powerhouse. With Urban Meyer being gone, I think he's easily the second best head coach in college football, arguably. Some people, some some people may even pick um, Dabo Sweeney above above Nick Saban with re, with the recent success. Some some may even go that far, but I have him at number two. I think Dabo Sweeney's a great coach, and he's very he's he's very funny. He's humorous, charismatic. Um, Nick is like, oh, I don't like the player recruitment. I don't do this. I don't like this. I don't like that. Nick Saban, <laughs> he's been eliminating the schedule for a long time. Um, but Alabama's, they're going to be good this year. Uh, Clemson's going to be good. I think we're going to have a Clemson and Alabama round four. I, I, I can't wait to see it. I think we're going to get another Clemson-Alabama championship another championship. Um I think we're gonna get that again. Um so but and, and Clemson do the same thing that Saban do. They don't have they don't play tough out of conference games either. You know, they have their cupcakes and they have their eight conference games that are scheduled. But when Clemson lose that when Clemson lose they don't complain about oh we were tired and we had to go through Conference championship and the conference schedule. No, they don't. They, they they don't make excuses. Um. So yeah, they don't make excuses. <laughs> they just don't make excuses. 
<laughs> so I'm, I'm this at this evening. I'm um, glued to the TV screen, watching some uh, preseason football while doing the podcast. Um, you Redskins fans, kill me! <laughs> you you Redskins fan, kill you Redskins fans. That you guys kill me. You guys kill me. Um, I'm not gonna talk too bad. Cause a couple people got on me. They're like, hey, when are you gonna talk about the Redskins? We're gonna talk about this. We're gonna talk about that. Wait till football come. Y'all gonna get it. Y'all gonna get it. Now football is here. I watched the Redskins game. It's 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 preseason. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna judge too heavily off of what I see in preseason. It's preseason football. Guys are some most of the guys that's on the most of the guys that's on the field are third and second team guys that's trying to make the team. Or second team guys that either are on the team, they trying to probably they could be competing for starting spots, or it's just second team guys or third team, fourth team guys that are trying to just get a job or get a spot on the team or practice squad, hopefully. So I sat and watched. I sat and watched the um the rookie, Dwayne Haskins from the Redskins. Um, before before I watched the game, I told a couple people when I was watching the game. I told a couple people. I said, "Hey, I like I like the Dwayne Haskins kid. Um, I like his body. He got a he has an NFL type quarterback body. I like not too small, not too big and chunky, but." Good body. Um, I also said I I like him. I think he can make all the throws. He can. I think he's gonna be. He's gonna be. He's gonna be able to make NFL throws. I don't worry about that. Um, what I worry about from him is not so much. And I think he has the talent to be like a franchise guy. I just don't know how good. I don't know if he's in that. Like, let's talk about my um quarterback tier. Um, I don't think he's gonna be in that first tier. Um, still, still gotta be. I'm still. I'm not so certain that he'd be in that second tier either. But we, we have to see. Only time will tell. We'll see. We'll see wh- where he lands and wh- how he does. But I like him overall. I like him. I think he's good. That was my analysis before the game. Um, I thought. I also said his success or his or his failure is going to be based upon. The Redskins and what they have around him, and when I mean around him, I mean the front. All it, it starts in the front office, ownership, management, coaching, and then it starts on the and then the field with offense alignment, a potential running game, a defense, receivers, and it sounds basic and it sounds like oh yeah that's what every quarterback, but. Especially with a rookie, you have a rookie. I don't, and I don't think Dwayne Hass is going to start week one, but could he be possibly playing this season around Thanksgiving? Yeah, possibly, maybe. Ver, ver, that that could be very well so. So I I but I looked at him tonight. Um, didn't have the best showing. He made some good throws, like his first throw he made coming off the bootleg. That was a good throw. Pinpoint accuracy. Um, and then the second throw he made, great. It was in a, not a tight window, 
but it was a it was a good pass, good accurate pass that was made caught made a, the the receiver that caught it made a great play and with catching the ball, but he had fumbled it and then that's where things had gone left. And the next possession, he threw a pick. Um, his mechanics, his footwork throughout the night was a little inconsistent. I saw, I was just looking at the footwork and the picks and the missed throws that he had made. I had looked at his feet. I always look at his feet. You look at the guy's feet um, and his, and how balanced he was. Was he poised in the pocket? Did he seem the pocket? Did he seem distressed under distress? What what was his feel? He it seems like he has a good feel for the game, um, and he knows what he has to do. It's just I think he was a little nervous tonight. Um, nerve it could be nerve. I'm sure it's nerve wracking starting your first game as a quarterback in in the NFL preseason, regular season, whatever. But nerve wracking, you know. Pockets kind of collapsed at times. He had to get out of there and try to make a play. Um, his, he's not the most athletic guy, but he's, I think he'd be athletic enough where he can use his legs if he has to. Um, but he's definitely like a pocket passer, but, and like I said, he can make the throws. Uh, okay. Arm is not great, but it's a, he has a good arm. It seems like he has a good arm and I think he's going to be able to make a lot of NFL throws. Um, but tonight he just seemed a little rattled. His um, footwork and mechanics, footwork and mechanics and stuff like that, that can be straightened out with coaching. And that's why I said, what uh, what are the Redskins gonna put around the kid with as far as coaching, office alignment? Because the, the, the Redskins they, they they're probably not gonna have their best office alignment throughout the season. Trent Williams is he's very adamant in in a trade or not playing for the Redskins. Um, due to medical concerns and medical reasons, um, so um, I, I, like I said, I'm just looking at what the Redskins could possibly put around them or what they have around him. Uh, I'm I, I would like to see it. Um, I would like to see it. I would just like to see it. <laughs> but you Redskins fan, kill me. I mean, first game of the season, people. I heard people going crazy over the first preseason game and. Let's see the Redskins play, and then when they play, they don't look. They didn't look too good tonight. They lost thirty to ten to the Browns. You know, all just hope going down. Don't don't let all your hope go down and stuff. Don't don't let that. Don't let this one game get the best of you. But like I told you, I think the Redskins are a seven win team. I don't expect them to make the playoffs. They have a solid roster. Just that health is a concern. Um, questionable. I'm questioning their coaching a little bit. Um, offensively, how, like how how does the O line respond to Trent not being there? Because um, we know they've had injury. They've had the injury bug for a few years now, and with them not having the proper O line or not having their best lineman or their best player at that. Uh, it just throws a monkey wrench in there that 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 you know it just don't need that just don't want that. So um, you know I looked at it, I was like oh, okay, I mean it's the Redskins, it's the Redskins. You're Redskins. I mean I've been on this earth for 18 years, almost 18 years. November 25th will make 18 years. Uh, 
what, 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 what do you expect? If you're a Redskins fan, what do you truly, honestly expect? Do you expect positivity? What positive have happened to the Redskins? What positive have happened? Like, do y'all expect positivity when you see the Redskins come on? And I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But I got to be true. I got to be honest. I got to be truthful. Plus, you guys want me to bring up the Redskins because I don't, I didn't talk, I don't talk about the Redskins rarely enough, some of you guys say. So, I'm talking about them. Um, but I like, I like some of the guys that I saw with the Redskins. I think they, like I said, I think they have a solid roster. Um, they've been drafting pretty well these last few years, I think. Um, but, you know, the way I still like the Haskins kid, he didn't have a good showing, he threw two picks. Um, I don't think he scored a, he, he didn't score a touchdown. So, I, it's just going to be tough. It's going to be rough a little bit. He was probably a little nervous. I, I, I think so. He looked a little nervous and rattled, especially after the fumble. It seems like that kind of brung the confidence down, even though that was not his fault. Then that led to the picks. So, it was just a trampling effect. And that goes back to my main point about, Either his failure or his success. What are the Redskins going to put around him where his the success the success rate is comfortable with the fans? Like his success rate is comfortable with, with himself. Like what are the Redskins going to put around him so he can reach his full potential or lack thereof? Because I think this Haskins kid can play. I think he can play. I think the Redskins got the better quarterback um, with, between Daniel Jones and Dwayne Haskins. But and we'll get Daniel Jones in a little bit. But with the Redskins, what do you expect? What you expect me to say? What do you truly, honestly expect me to say? With the Redskins. You're the Redskins for a reason. You guys are the Redskins for a reason. So I talked about the Redskins. I gave you guys a segment. Come on. Come on. <laughs> don't come at don't come and don't come at me hard, please. Don't come at me hard. I'm just being honest and being truthful. Um so uh I also got to catch Daniel Jones. Um, a couple Giants fans hit me up too. And it's funny how the Redskins and Giant fans are hitting me up and telling me this and telling me that. But both of their teams are going to finish at the bottom of the division. Giants going to finish last in the division, and the Redskins going to finish are going to finish third in the division. I think so. I I I'll be sure to give you guys my final predictions as September approaches. But it's just I find it very funny that fans of these two teams that I think are going to finish at the bottom of the division, third and fourth, are hitting me up about preseason football. And you guys, Daniel Jones, you see Daniel Jones first drive? Yeah, I saw it. Calm down. It's the first 
preseason game. Oh, no, I'm just talking about the precision passing. No, 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 no. First drive, preseason football. Let's calm down. <laughs> Chill out. Chill out. Let's let. Can we see him in more spurts? <laughs> Redskins fans, they getting a little low on Dwayne Haskins because of the performance tonight. I'm sure Giants fans are very thrilled in what they saw from Daniel Jones, but it's one preseason game. It was one preseason. It wasn't a game. It was one preseason possession. Like, calm down. Calm down. I know you guys like, you know, you like what you saw cause you, because most of the Giant fans doubted the draft pick and doubted the move. And like, why, why in the hell did we draft Daniel Jones? Who in the hell is Daniel Jones? Well, Daniel Jones, he's okay. I, 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 I barely watched him in college. He's okay. He's okay. He's okay. I think Haskins is the better prospect, and I think Haskins would be the better quarterback. But Daniel Jones, come on, don't, 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 don't ever, don't ever hit me up and say, oh, you see Daniel Jones, first drive, first possession. Yeah, I saw it. I, I saw it. He made some good throws. I saw it. But don't, 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 don't hit me up with no damn Daniel Jones. Don't, don't do that. Do not do that. Daniel Jones. Well, hit me up about a Duke, a former Duke quarterback, now Giants quarterback, Daniel Jones. Did you see his first? Yeah, I saw it. <laughs> I saw it. <laughs> I saw it. He's probably never started week one, but I saw it. Daniel Jones. Get out of here. Get out of here. I'm looking at Chargers and Cardinals. Cardinals, uh, I guess Cliff, Kirk, Cliff Kingbury said, like, no. Um, once he saw Kyler Murray take that one hit and that one sack where it forced uh, Cardinals to punt, he's like, oh, nope, you're not, you're not going back out there. That was one good possession that you, 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 know, you played through. Six, six for six. You're good. <laughs> We've seen enough. We've seen enough. Um, a lot of injuries have been taking place. Um, Nick Bosa... Nick Bosa, hopefully he can remain healthy or get healthy, um, remain healthy once he gets healthy um, because he got hurt in Ohio State. Then he just he's just now coming back off injury. Now he has a severely sore or sprained ankle, severely sprained ankle um, that he now has to recover through. And you won't see Nick Bosa in the um, in the preseason this year. Jermaine Curse, he broke his leg this evening against the Patriots. The Lions played the Patriots. He broke his leg. Um, prayers go out to him. Hopefully he has a speedy recovery. Um, that's never a good thing. A couple guys got suspended this <laughs> today too. Robert Quinn of the Cowboys with a performance enhancement drug suspension. Two-game suspension. He got hurt. Um, yeah. A lot of guys getting hurt. This is the time of the year where guys get hurt and, you know. Yep, Nick Bosa will miss the preseason. Yep. Um, oh, wow, good throw. Uh, but like I was saying, you know, calm down. 
on the on the hype. Kyle Murray looked nice. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if he won Rookie of the Year, Offensive Rookie of the Year, because I can see a lot of fireworks. Um, I can see just the excitement. I don't know, maybe because football is back and it was the first game of the season, first preseason game of the season. Um, or, or, I don't know, but I see a lot of excitement from the Cardinals, even though they're not going to be pretty good. They're not going to be good this year. They're not going to win a lot of games. I see just a lot of excitement from the Cardinals, um, from Arizona. That's, that's, that's good to see. And, um, I think, I, I think it wouldn't surprise me if, if, um, Kyler Murray wins rookie of the year. It wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me. I actually, he's okay. He's okay. Brent Huntley just threw the touchdown pass. He's sorry. But he's okay. Um, keep up with my social media posts. I post daily. I post where well, I post when news when significant news come out. I give you guys that content and information. Um, most of the time I come on here and address it. Um, so thank you guys for listening to this episode. Um, short and sweet episode, but some ser- a serious topic in the beginning. I had to get that off my chest. Um, it's been a lot of chatter about it. A lot of players disagree with it. Um, just a just a bad move by the NCAA. Just a bad move. Just just a terrible move. Disgusting. Um, and I'm gonna keep using that word. It was dis- it was a disgusting move that 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 they that had made. We got more preseason, more preseason football coming up on Saturday, Friday and Saturday. Um, it's going to be interesting to see the Giants beat the Jets 20, 31 to twenty two. That's good um, for you Giants fans. Take that. <laughs> you take. You can take that win with you. Um, but thank you for listening. Uh, like I told you guys, thank you for all the support on the pod, on the pod with the podcast. I'm going to go up. I I told you guys I might do a giveaway on something. I don't know. I might do a giveaway. That's the type of, that's, I don't know. That's how I'm feeling, though. I might do a giveaway due to you guys' support. So keep listening. Keep me in your prayers because we all, I need to be in them. Um, And thank you for listening. And once again, and I'm out.